Welcome to the EAU podcast series on metastatic renal cell carcinoma. In this second episode, we are joined by Andrea Mari, neurologist at Careggi University Hospital in Florence, Italy. Also, Laura Marandino, medical oncologist. Together, they will discuss first-line treatment strategies for metastatic renal cell carcinoma. Join us as we embark on this informative journey. Hi, my name is Andrea Mari, and I am urologist at Careggi Hospital in Florence, Italy. It is my pleasure to be joined by Dr. Laura Marandino, who is a medical oncologist and member of the YAO Working Group on Renal Cell Carcinoma. Today, we will discuss the first-line treatment of metastatic renal cell carcinoma. Uh, thank you for having me. It's really a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Laura. So, you know, over the past 15 years, uh, tyrosine kinase inhibitors have been the first-line treatment for metastatic renal cell carcinoma. However, several phase three trials have recently compared various combination therapies to sunitinib monotherapy. Let's begin with the Checkmate 214 trial, which investigated the use of nivolumab plus ipilimumab in comparison to sunitinib. So, Laura, can you tell us more about the study design and its results? Uh, sure. Uh, so, uh, the Checkmate 214 trial. Uh, was a randomized phase three trial that compared the combination of two checkpoint inhibitors, so nivolumab plus ipilimumab, versus sunitinib in patients with advanced uh, renal cell carcinoma with uh, clear cell components, so previously untreated patients. Um, co-primary endpoints of the trial were overall survival, objective response rate, and progression-free survival among patients with intermediate or poor prognostic IMDCFs. Um, the trial first published in 2018 um, shows significantly other, higher overall survival and objective response rates with nivolumab plus ipilimumab than with sunitinib among intermediate temporary patients, while uh, PFS did not achieve the predefined boundary for significance. Okay, okay. And can you give us some information about patients with a favorable risk group? Uh, yeah, so uh, the study also included, in fact, patients with favorable IMDC risk who represented 23% of the intention to treat population. And even though nivolumab plus ipilimumab had a significant overall survival benefit over sunitinib in the intention to treat population, um, exploratory analysis of favorable risk patients show higher objective response rate and progression-free survival with sunitinib than with the immunotherapy combo for this risk group. And in fact, the combination received regulatory approval only for patients with intermediate or poor prognostic IMD series metastatic RCC. Okay, okay. So thank you for very this very nice summary of the first results of the trial. The Checkmate 214 trial has been also recently updated, isn't it? Can, could you please explain us the outcomes at a longer follow-up? Sure. So uh, I think that the results that the Checkmate 214 trial show at the longer follow-up are the greatest strength of this trial. Uh, and in fact, at a medium follow-up of more than five years, uh, the immunotherapy, um, this immunotherapy combination continued to show uh, durable uh, clinical benefits. The important thing to highlight is that conditional estimates indicate that those patients who were alive or in response with NIVO-EP at three years remain alive or in response also at five years. 
For example, the probability of being alive uh, at five years for patients treated with nivolumab ipilimumab was 48% in the intention to treat population and 43% for patients with intermediate or risk group. And I think that these are really promising results for uh, our patients. Yes, indeed, they are really promising. Uh, okay, perfect. Well, let's move now to the combination of pembrolizumab plus axitinib. So again, a checkpoint inhibitor plus a TKI. Can you please tell us uh, more about the Keynote 426 trials and its findings? Keynote 426 trial was a randomized first-day trial comparing pembroaxitinib to sunitinib as first-line treatment for metastatic uh, RCC. And the trial uh, demonstrated that the uh, combination had superior efficacy compared to sunitinib in overall survival, progression-free survival, and objective response rate. Um, the combination is approved for all the IMDC risk groups. 2023 ASCO annual meeting, the five-year follow-up analysis of the trial was presented. So can you summarize their findings? Uh, sure. So uh, the combination continued to show benefits in OS, PFS, and objective response rate over sunitinib in intention to treat population. The objective response rate for the combination was more than 60% compared to approximately 40% with sunitinib. And more than 11% of patients treated with the IOTKI combination had complete response. However, when we look at the shape of the curves and at the duration of response, uh, only 26% of patients had maintained response at five years compared to 37.5% at three years. And um, thus questioning the durability of response of the IO-TKI combination compared to the, what we have seen with nivolumab-pilimumab. Thank you for your insights. Now, let's discuss about uh, lenvatinib plus pembrolizumab in this patient population. Laura, can you tell us uh, a bit more about the CLEAR trial and its findings? Uh, absolutely. So um, the CLEAR trial, again, another randomized phase trial comparing a combination of an IOTKI, lenvatinib pembrolizumab to sunitinib as first-line treatment for metastatic uh, clear cell RCC. Uh, so the combination significantly improved progression-free survival and overall survival compared to sunitinib. And even if we can compare results across trials, this combination showed the highest response rate, 71%, among the immunotherapy combination. And more than 60% of patients had complete response. At the 2023 ASCO annual meeting, also uh, updated results of this trial were presented. And uh, yet the four-year follow-up analysis confirmed the benefit of the combination uh, in the intention to treat population. But uh, the duration of response of the combo, which was more than 55% at two years, decreased to 41% at three years. And I think that's really longer follow-up data are needed. Thank you, Dr. Marandino. Let's move on to discuss the combination of nivolumab-cabozantinib, which was tested, in, as you know, in the Checkmate 9ER trial. This combination, uh, again, another IOTKI combination as Pembrox or Pembrolemba, is available for patients with uh, metastatic RCC independently from the IMDC risk group. And the primary point of the Checkmate 9-year trial was PFS, uh, which was approximately double with nivolumab plus cabozantinib compared to sunitinib, so 16 months versus 8 months at a median follow-up of 18 months. 
Okay, so this combination showed superiority compared to sunitinib also with respect to the overall survival and objective response rate. Is that true? Yes, absolutely. And um, three results from the trial confirmed the benefit of the combination. And once again, I think that uh, longer uh, follow-up data are in any case needed to evaluate the long-term benefit. But at the last uh, ESMO annual meeting, also results of a triplet therapy with nivolumab, bilimumab, cabozantinib were presented. So can you tell about the finding of the COSMIC 313 trial? So uh, this was, uh, again, a phase three randomized trial for previously untreated metastatic uh, patients with uh, clear cell RCC with intermediate or poor prognostic uh, risk according to IMDC uh, criteria. And patients were randomized to receive cabozantinib or match placebo plus nivolumab epilimumab. So for the first time, we find an immunotherapy combination as a control arm. And the study was positive in the primary endpoint, which was progression-free survival. However, also the uh, rate of toxicity was higher for the triple therapy. In fact, uh, grade three or four adverse events were 79% in the experimental group compared to 56% in the control group. And I also remember you that the follow-up for overall survival is still ongoing and uh, overall survival data will be of great importance to assess the value of this combination in this treatment landscape. Oh, yes, yes. But uh, let's talk about toxicity. Can you tell us more about potential side effects or any safety concern with these combinations? Well, we know that the toxicity profile and mechanism behind toxicity of immunotherapy and TKIs are different. Starting with the IOIO combination, in the Checkmate 214 trial, 46% of patients treated with NIVO-EP at grade 3 or 4 uh, adverse events. Um, and most common adverse events were fatigue, pruritus, diarrhea, and rash. Uh, we also know that some immune-related adverse events, such as uh, diabetes or hypothyroidism, may be permanent. Um, I really think that collaboration with different specialists and the early recognition of immune-related adverse events is really important for the management of these drugs. Okay. And uh, what about the safety profile of the IOTKI combo? So we know very well the classic toxicity of TKI, such as hypertension and food syndrome. And of course, toxicity profile of different TKI is not perfectly overlapping. For uh, what concerns grades 3, 4 adverse events with the IOTKI in clinical trials, they range approximately from 75 80%. And it is also uh, important to remind that some toxicity may be common to TKIs and immunotherapy. And so sometimes recognizing the uh, drug causing toxicity may be challenging. TKIs-related toxicity usually improve faster after treatment interruption. Thank you very much for clarifying these points. Now, we are almost at the end of this episode. We have seen several phase three trials evaluating combination therapy compared to sunitinib. But now, Dr. Marandino, what are the most important factors in selecting among first-line immunocheckpoint inhibitors combination therapies in patients with advanced RCC? Well, I think that the aim of the treatment and a sharing decision-making progress should guide our choices. Considering the maintained duration of response with the IOIO combination, we should consider nivolumab-pilimumab in patients with intermediate or poor risk to offer the chance of a long durability of response. 
However, the combination of nivo-EP may be the one with the highest risk of primary progression, and there are cases where progression of disease could have severe consequences. IOTKI combination generally have higher overall response rate. So when a rapid shrinkage of a tumor is needed, for example, for a patient with critical site of disease, IOTKI could be a preferable choice. Also, the histology could be important, for example, for those patients with tumor with sarcomatoid features, outcomes with the IO combination uh, appear to be especially good. Uh, okay, and what about the choice of treatment uh, for patients with favorable risk? Yeah, so uh, for this category of patients, I think that further follow-up is required considering the lack of overall survival benefit to date in subgroup analysis for the IOTK combo with sunitinib. Uh, however, at this moment, guidelines suggest offering either pembroaxia or lembapembro or nivocabo to these patients. We should, of course, consider patient characteristics and comorbidities. Uh, for example, the presence of uh, severe autoimmune disease contraindicating immunotherapy. And I really think that listen to patients' preferences and value in a shared decision-making process is really important. Thank you very much, Dr. Laura Marandino, for your insights and analysis of the current landscape of combination therapy for advanced RCC. Indeed, it's an exciting time for the field, and we hope to continue to see progress in the treatment options for our patients. That's all the time we have for today, and to our listeners, we hope you found this discussion informative and useful. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for an insightful episode. We are sure our listeners enjoyed it. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll be exploring beyond the first-line treatment for metastatic renal cell carcinoma. To keep up with the latest EAU podcasts and stay informed on urological advancements, be sure to subscribe to our EAU podcast channel on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, keep learning and stay inspired. <music>